If you are a young adult, learning how to become financially literate can be difficult. In this Rappler podcast, in partnership with Sun Life, we're here to discuss how you can become financially independent. Hi, my name is Randall Chongson, and I'm a personal finance advocate, author, and and really, um, I'm a speaker and trainer on personal finance. And I've been in the industry, financial services industry for over 30 years. And with me is... Hello, my name is Garrett. I'm the co-founder of The Brett Millennial. And The Brett Millennial is our social media brand, which we use to um, spread awareness on financial education, especially to the young Filipino professionals. And I'm also a financial advisor. And so we're going to have two perspectives. I'm a, I'm a millennial from the last millennium. Yes. Okay, so, uh, so I've been in doing this for quite some time. So uh-huh. And then... I'm from the present one. Yeah, okay. okay. So we're gonna so we're gonna talk to you about um, what we advocate, and I guess you're gonna see it from um, two perspectives. Mm-hmm. At least from my perspective, um, I do a lot of I do I give a lot of advice to young people, mm-hmm. such as Garrett and other people. And one of the things, Garrett, I'm gonna ask you know, what do you think are the current financial mindsets of people of your age? Uh, right now, the millennials are actually spending on what they value, on okay. what makes them happy. Uh-huh. Um, it might be different from the different generations. Like before, they would want like to mine, settle gano. down. Yeah, okay. They would want to build a family, build, uh, right. buy a house, buy a car. Right now, it's more of experience. Eh? It's more of um, spending on travel, spending on food trips, spending on. I, I always hear that they always say that. Ano, parang they always say that it's good to um, mm-hmm. to spend on experiences. Mm-hmm. And you think that's a current mindset? Yes, that's, eh? I think that's the priority of most. I guess speaking right from now. from my generation, it's it's not that different. Um, we would spend also on stuff that we think are important, we would uh, enjoy, and I guess it's not just a, an issue of millennial. Maybe it's an issue of age also. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, there's a little bit of different. We couldn't travel as much before mm-hmm. because costs were very prohibitive back then, and as as compared to now, it's much it's cheaper kind of now. much cheaper now, right? Yes. So those are the mindset. Um, in terms of savings, people during my time when I was young, um, there's not much value on saving. Is that still the same for your generation? I think now people are saving, millennials are saving, but they are saving for the ones that they would want. They would want to spend on, like yun yung mga travel. So maybe short term perspective. Short term, yes. Well, I guess there's an improvement. I think I think people during my time they were saving. I guess people in my time were saving for emergencies and <coughs> you know getting married and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. not really more for experiences. So. Yep. And and even during my time, they weren't saving as much as I think they should. So that's uh, the biggest problem today. Now, um, a lot of people are also concerned. Well, for my generation, we talk about you know getting employed and looking for a good job. Mm-hmm. So in your in your generation, are they looking for that you know job with the big pay mm-hmm. or what's kind of a little bit different on your generation? There's the, there's still practicality, of course. We still need to earn mm-hmm. for us to be able to accomplish what we are looking to do, what we are looking to experience. Pero, but right now... It's not the only criteria. Yes, it's not right? It's not the only criteria. Most of the time, millennials would want to do something more meaningful. They would want to... Parang they would want to change the world. Nga eh. okay. Parang they would want something na merong impact. So in between, it's something that you like to do, something that you're passionate about against a big pay, what, what do you think they're going to choose? Um, I think, uh, me personally, I would choose something that would have okay. an impact. As long as, as long as it's, it gives me yeah. life. I think it's kind of different from, from my time. No? I think uh. our priority back then was just, you know, the pay and everything else follows mm-hmm. afterwards. So I guess those are just a little bit of the difference and right now. And, and 
priorities, you're saying, I, I guess, our priorities during my time is you want to buy a house, you want to buy a car, mm-hmm. uh, education for kids, getting married. And you're saying that's not, as, not, not the high top priority of you know, people your age. Right now, I think the priority is to live in the now. In the now. We have this mindset of YOLO, parang you only live once. Okay. And sometimes it's getting on the bad side. Ne. And we also have this uh, FOMO, parang you, you're, you're fear, you, you have this fear of pissing out. And you have to experience and all this stuff just to be impressive on social media. But, but so Garrett, a lot of people will approach me, people of your age, and they have this idea that they can retire at a very, very young age, say 40 mm-hmm. or 45, <clears throat> or even sometimes as, much, as early as 35. I mean, that, that seems to be something that they're considering, but do they actually know what that means? And do they actually prepare for that? Actually, they, most of the time when I ask them, I, when I ask my clients, and you're right, they would want to retire early, but they don't actually know what to do next. But if you ask them, if you're going to retire at 40, so what what's next? Do? Yes, yeah. what's next? But the next question is, are they actually preparing for that eventuality that they're going to retire at 40? Some of them, yes. Some of, this, some of them, they actually prepare for it. Okay. But I think the preparation would not be enough for them to retire as early as that, as early as 40. But how about things like buying my house and all these things? They put it off. Eh. Majority of them, they put it off because uh, they, they spend on the more okay. shorter term, the more... Um, the things that you could post on Instagram, the post that you could, the things that you could post on Facebook. There's a statement that says, I mean, there's a lot of people that say that a lot of these millennials are not equipped with basic knowledge on how to handle their finances. Would you agree that that? Uh, <laughs> do you see that evident in your? I mean, of course, that cuts across even my generation. Some of uh-huh. them are still like that. But um, do you see that? Is it an evident um, pattern that you see? I think it's still evident right now, especially when we get out of school, when we graduate, when we have mm-hmm. the, our first job. We don't really know how to manage our money because yeah. it's not in, it's not taught in schools. Uh, we don't. And talk most about, of it, they don't discuss it in the house. Yes, we no? don't discuss it in the house. Sometimes it's taboo to actually talk about money. Yeah, saying uh, when they when people do talk about money in the house, they kind of fight about it, so it's yes. major negative. And I guess one of the challenges right now is. Unlike before, you need to go out to a mall to spend. Now, parang add to cart, right? Yes. You have, so, you have all these apps. All these apps. That can, uh, mm. You can borrow. You can, you can borrow and then you can also um, shop without even leaving the comforts of your, where you are. Yep. Okay. So those, this is a challenge for us. So I guess um, <coughs> it's, it's safe to say that they're not as equipped, I guess, or not as empowered or not as, well, I don't like to say educated, but, you know, parang kulang pa. Yep. Plus, I'd, I'd like to add to that. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from having, uh, uh, aside from having not enough knowledge on on personal finance, we have all these temptations around us. Eh? Like it's easier now to get a credit card. Mm-hmm. It's easier now for us to you can shop. Do, you can you can do one loan apps and all these yes. things. But Garrett, um, do they? Do you think that people of your age, do they actually want to be financially independent? I mean. That's like a question that a proverbial question. Of course, nobody's going to say no, but is it, are, are they, even if they want to, but what's preventing them from achieving that? I think everyone, what, I, I think everyone would actually want to achieve financial freedom no? because they would want to achieve all those dreams that they have. I, they want to travel the world and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the major roadblock to that is yung instant gratification. We'd want to experience it right now. Right we don't now. want to delay it. We oh. want it right here, right now. 
And siguro, does it add that the uh, social media pressure and everything makes you parang, parang you want to be part of it. Parang yep. peer pressure yes. and so forth, no? You want to belong to that. I guess, you know, but just to be fair, I mean, my generation experienced that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that maybe we're calling it different today. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, if you're Pinoy or Filipino, you've been going through a lot of these things for many, many generations. And that's the reason why a lot of people from my age are not financially prepared up to now. So I think it's unfair to just, you know, say that it's just millennials to be like that. I'd like to say from my experience going all over the world, speaking to everybody, all the Filipinos, is that this is just a, it's not just a millennial thing, it's a Pinoy thing. Would you agree? Yes, I think it's a Pinoy thing. A Pinoy thing, uh, no? Highlighted with millennial because of social because media and all these things. Yes. Uh, magnify lang. So, now, okay, sige. We, assuming that, you know, we're going to talk to a lot of these millennials, how are we going to teach them, convince them, encourage them to do, to, to, you know, they, to go to have a better control of their finances? I think the decision should come from within. You should be more intentional and actually studying and actually learning on how to manage your finances. Yeah, you we, have, we know that. That's going to be, be proactive. We, we, we know that's something that you need to understand. But mm-hmm. how do we get to convince them? Assuming that, let's say, for example, you have a friend, classmate, mm-hmm. and you see that they're not doing the, you know, they're not being financially savvy. Mm-hmm. How would you convince that friend of yours or well, a relative? Well, you could talk to them. You could talk to them and maybe let them realize that. But I'm how? Sure, I'm I mean, sure. the question, how do you talk to somebody who's kind of... Yeah, that's a challenge for a lot of people are experience. I'm sure as a financial advisor you keep on experiencing that. Uh-huh. I, I think we should focus more of or of on their goals. On mm. what they want to achieve in their in their in their lives. So you begin with like begin with the end in mind begin, and then begin with the end in mind. No, yes. no, uh-huh. that, no? And I guess it's important for people of your age and even for mine also to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those conversations that really uh, that matter. And no? we don't have that conversations that much. So it's, it's going to be a problem. It's a Pinoy thing, no? Parang we don't talk about money that yes. much. We talk and about it when it's a problem already. <laughs> and I know because they always go to me when it's a problem, <laughs> no? Okay, so those things, it's important. But I guess one of the things that we're going to teach them is they need to do something and uh-huh. and... And in, in personal finance and what we teach, baby steps are very important. Yep. So, you know, I think, Siguro, we need to agree, regardless of your generation, we need to take them in ba- on, towards baby steps. Yep. What, what do you think is the first baby step for them? Um, I think, in, yeah, they have to be intentional on studying personal finance because we don't, we're not equipped we're not yeah. equipped on, or we don't know how to manage our and money. There's no, there's, there's no, no la- there's no lack of resources for this personal finance. Yes, stuff, right, right now there's a lot of information in the internet. I think the challenge now is for us to filter, which actually would apply to us because there's yeah. a lot of information out there. You don't know what's right or what's applicable oh, to I you. Think, I think I, what I like right now is we saw a lot of localized context. Mm. I mean, if the materials during my time were very Western, mm. so now it's, it's really more local. So I guess that's a lot of information, but. Uh, that's important uh, so that we can kickstart their financial literacy journey. I think the journey needs to start by, you know, by that realization. Yes, and I think we should keep in mind that financial stability is not an overnight thing because sometimes people get impatient and they, when they don't succeed at first, they would just, they would just give up and just uh, resume just spending their money. Yeah. I mean, for somebody now that, because I'm uh, I know, many, many years ahead of you, Garrett, no? I think if I'm going to talk to you, Right now, I'd say that you want people to start, um, know what's important for you, and you start <coughs> with baby steps. And it needs to be done. Eh? I mean, something like basic, saving more, borrowing less, mm-hmm. investing more. These are very important things. And it starts by learning about these things. Yep. And 
and really um starting i think the the most difficult part for a lot of us is to start start yes. so that's the start that you need to understand yep yeah so but uh, important to be able to do that um it's not that i mean again just to for everybody it's a work in progress mm -hmm. i'm not saying that i've done everything already i'm mm -hmm. still doing many many things you still struggle still, about managing your money i'm not struggling but really still trying to build it up so that it's going to be I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So that's not pretty much that's a, a lot of people. But again, even people from my age. But, but you have so much money now. still struggling. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're talking to somebody else. So anyway, <laughs> so, yun yun natin, no? so that's very important. So um, how do you, how do, how do, parang, the question is how do we make them understand? How do we make them understand? You know, yun yun how to make them, like, let's say talk about, ano, um, Siguro at this point in time from two generations, you know, we'll talk about something that's, um, you know, investing, insurance, and uh -huh. all these things. Um, what do you think is, how, how well do you know, how well do you think they know about these things? I think uh, we lack information on it because we have a lot of jargons mm -hmm. in the side of investments and insurance. And sometimes it's kind of intimidating to and study it. Is that the fault of the advisors or... Or people like Maybe. me, the advocate side. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. It's intimidating. And when you get intimidated, yeah. uh, you don't want to start altogether. And I guess one of the challenges also that the barrage of information that are sometimes are not really sound. No, We, uh -huh. we see that. No, That's why a lot of people are prone to doing investment scams or uh -huh. you know, parang people are putting money that... Um, they don't really understand the risk that they're taking. Yep. And most of the time, they just look at the reward. They just want the return. And sometimes... Um, the return is so high, there's no risk. That's... Before you became the bright millennial, uh -huh. when you were not as bright, uh -huh. uh, what, what, what did you find confusing about all these things? Yeah, there are a lot of jargons and jargons and investments no? that you don't, you don't actually learn about them in school. Or even if you read it in the internet, in social media, if you watch a few vlogs. So many problems still... so problem maybe in a way our education system. Because I took up I took up um, economics, finance, uh -huh. uh, business, and everything. And a lot of these things, I still was kind of self-confused. Uh -huh. So afterwards, no? so maybe there's a, a problem. Maybe we, maybe we need to start early. We need to Earlier, start. Uh, Hindi yung um, college na, it's kind of a little bit late. So that we don't yep. get... Exp uh, if you're talking to somebody na very, very young, first time, uh -huh. fresh graduate, starting to work, and then you, know, you approach him as a client, uh, as an advisor... What would you? What would be your you know, first steps? First steps would be to um, to check on how he spends his money. Mm -hmm. because personal finance, tarin. personal finance, tarin, yes. Yeah. And I agree because that's the first thing you have to check your cash flow. Yep. Uh, I think that a lot of people need to see if they're spending too much, yep. or sometimes they're not earning enough. That's also a problem, no? Yep. So proper spending, proper earning, and um, you know, in investment and everything. Now, um. How can you ex let's talk about investing? How can you, how can we explain investing in a way that they do understand? And I'm not just talking about the millennials, even people in general. Investing in in anything, investing, finance. yeah, uh, investment products, investment products, VUL, mutual funds, Parang stocks, bonds. You set aside money for yeah. a future use, yeah, and, and you be able to get returns from it. Would that in ganyang classic definition does that mm, gets vanilla <laughs> if it's gonna? They're gonna understand it, no? Mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, Siguro, if I'm gonna give you an advice, uh -huh. 
I think stories help. You know, telling them what um, what people go through, the the problem of not saving enough, not investing. Um, we can cite certain examples about you know most Filipinos do not prepare for the future. That's why a lot of them are and do they experience that? No, as a millennial experience, supporting parents and everything. Yes. And I think it starts by letting them understand that if they don't do anything about their finances, mm -hmm. they're gonna repeat the stories. And for a lot of people who are experiencing that today. Alam nila nahihirapan sila. Yeah. I mean, ikaw Gareth mismo, you're supporting family members and all these things. And if you ask me, no, that's a very powerful story to start. And then when they understand the the value and the purpose of that, I guess they would take to go to more effort in trying to learn these investments and stuff mm, like that. Rather than just giving yeah, them just the book definition and all these things. And so very, very important to be able to do that. Because we talk about investing, basically it's it's money. I mean the the finance uh, definition for that is deferred consumption. Because mm -hmm. yan. So for Garrett, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna consume it today. So I'm gonna consume it later. I'm, I'm gonna be able to invest. But again, I think this is where I tell a lot of uh, advisors or those in the industry that you have to be one practical and balanced. Uh -huh. Because I see a lot of these advocates, these advisors, they, they talk about it's all about saving and not spending. And I believe it's very impractical. Yep. Because, I mean, it's important. I mean, for a lot of these people, even for my age and not just yours, we want to experience stuff. No? But if you deprive them, I think it's going to backfire. And I guess that's where it's a problem. It's this, the, the, the narrative is so much into deprivation, uh -huh. which is not working. Yeah. It's also easier said, said than done. done. Yes. You know that, no? I mean, as, as finance people, I just want to tell everybody who's listening to this podcast. Ako personally, I experienced that, that the struggle... To, to, to spend money or to invest. I do experience that on a regular basis. How about you? Ikaw ba? Hindi up, to na, now? up to now. Up but it's still moments. Eh? It's still moments. Ikaw ba? Hindi? Ako, I still experience that. I guess, I guess it's something going to experience for a long time. Now, because it's, it's more fun to actually yes, spend money. Yes. So I guess <laughs> it's important is to balance. What I tell people is enjoy your money now but make sure that you set something for the future yeah. also. So it's not, it's not a either or. Eh? Yep. You can do it both but you have to learn how to balance yep. things. Can you always do that? Parang sometimes people would argue, I don't have enough income for it. Eh. Yeah. You know, it's one of the things that you need to understand to achieve financial freedom is to stop with the excuses. Eh. Uh -huh. So once you accept the fact that you cannot make these excuses, you're in control of your own financial future, and then you make, have that realization. So a lot of them are excuses and alibis. Um, some are valid, but some are, are not. Because you're going to have a lot of problems. Um, uh, one, I think that prone for a lot of people, um, and I see that also in a younger age, they get into a lot of um, debt at a young, younger age now. Do you see that? I mean, do you yeah. see a lot of people na madami na utang at a, or are they afraid to make utang? Or? They would, they, they're, they're easily now into debt because they have credit cards. They have easy access to credit cards. And when you and pay... And not, not, not just credit cards. No, there are different options now. Yep. Mga payday loans yeah. and all that stuff. And when you pay with those kinds of like credit cards, it's painless because you don't yeah. actually use cash. But so when you post cash, it's painful. No? May aray. Yes, may aray. So pag nawala yung aray, it's easier to spend. And okay. you get to spend more and more. Okay, ito, ito. I think this is really more for you because you're an advisor. Um, when you talk about insurance, it's even harder for uh -huh. younger people to see the value to it. I mean, uh -huh. the experience is not like, why would I need insurance? I'm so young. I'm not even married and stuff like that. Uh, right now, I, I see um, a shift in it. Mm, okay. Para more people, the, especially the young ones, are more open to insurance as compared to the older generation. It's something to do with, you know, because the way it's being branded now. Yes, I think or so. Or advocacies or, you know, doing a lot of this. And there are a lot of advocates right now. 
But how do you explain insurance to somebody of your age? And okay, if you're married, I have kids, the, the, the whole concept is very easy. Uh-huh. But if somebody single, no plans to get married, uh-huh. wants to do YOLO for 50 years, uh-huh. so how do, you, how do you get them to appreciate the value of insurance? For someone uh, who no plans to actually have their own family, mm-hmm. I think the essence of it is more of medical insurance for okay. them to protect more of the themselves. Risks. Yeah. Yes, for the risk. Because um, I, I, I know for a fact that they would want to spend their investments, their savings on their goals, on their travel and their food trips and okay. whatnot, rather than spending it so on So it's very, very important for an advisor to really identify certain goals yes. and match certain products. They have products. to match it, yes. And I think that's a difference. My generation of insurance is different from yours. Mm-hmm. I think there are more options on your on your there are a lot more now options more options now, now than, than than mine so i guess very very important what do you think would be okay let's let's put some numbers 25 years old you know been working beginning to earn a little bit better single what would be an insurance program you think would best meet this um the needs of this person i think it would still depend on the personality of the person okay. and what is his needs so walang ano walang, walang walang there's no one there's no fit solution to it, it is, so you really have to study on all these things yep okay so if it's if it's if he wants something that has investments there are, there are plans like that if he wants something that is pure protection we have di mga plans again now, I thought very interesting, Garrett. No, so I'm thinking about our financial journey. You're like you're much younger. Uh, but if you, people are interested, I'm 52. Garrett is half my age. I'm 26. Yeah, yes. half my age. So uh, our journeys will be different. Um, I'll share my journey first. No, okay. so my journey was, you know, I was never had a problem earning. I, I think I was blessed um, to be able to be given this kind of gift that you know anything I do, I kind of earn well. But my problem was spending, so I got into a lot of financial difficulties. And siguro it hit my worst financial situation maybe in my 30s. And I, you know, I, had, the, I had young kids back then. I got into a, lo- a lot of debt, credit card debt. I was bankrupt and so forth. And then, you know, it just kind of woke up one day. I don't want a life like this. So the journey was a long, difficult journey for me because I had to fix what's broken. I had to fix uh, my mindset. I had to fix on on my controls. I had to understand priorities, which is more important for me. And I need to get myself out of debt before I can start actually building my future. I went through that. Uh, not an easy task. And, you know, it's not a, in this is something, I'll do it. And then next year, I'm going to be okay. I mean, sometimes I uh, backslide in, in, in terms of, you know, okay. And then I slide. That's my journey until maybe at a certain point in age, I said, I'm fed up with this. I can't live a life like this. And that's, that's where my journey started. And much later than yours, you're not even at that age yet. Yep, yep. So in your case, how I, is it? In my case, I, start, I started early. Mm-hmm. I, get to, I got to uh, learn about personal finance at a young age. I started saving and what, investing what? properly. How did you get exposed to that? Um, the internet. internet. <laughs> there are a lot of information in the internet. And I feel very blessed that I have mentors like you. That so you're gonna say you you read me as a young child, guy. <laughs> that lead, that led me to that direction. Parang um, these mentors, you guys, 
you prevent you prevented me from actually doing the pitfalls, the normal pitfalls that we did in personal finance. Yes. Yeah, no. It's parang <laughs> we're learning, we're learning from your mistakes, and because, diba, we we learn from our mistakes. But if you do that in personal finance, it's going to be costly. Yeah, very good. So you can you don't need to make your own mistakes to learn. You can learn from other people. Yes. So you can learn from people like me who made a lot of mistakes. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a journey talaga. And I'm really happy to see, as I'm hopeful for the next generation because I see a lot of people, although, I mean, it's still far from ideal. Um, it's still a scale issue. But I mm. see when I see somebody like you, it kind of gives me hope that it can be done. At your age, I probably wasn't thinking of my financial future uh, back then. But uh, ikaw, you're quite established already at your young age. And how do you think we could scale that up for us to become I think international? very event? important. I think there has to be more conversation like this, more podcasts like this, uh, more materials, more internet material shows that are not... It, the problem with a lot of these finance um, programs, it, it's, it's, it's more like teaching sermon type. Yes. Or blah, blah, blah. I think what we need to do is to have that, um, that conversations. Like what we have. I mean, you and I, we've been friends for quite some time. I mean, but I'm, we always have conversations like this. So I think that's very, very important to have. Mm-hmm. Um, my appeal to those who are trying to educate people, um, and loosen up. I mean, you know, parang not everything's about this, 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 and that. You need to be able to be flexible and, and make it palatable. Sabi ko nga, kailangan financial advocacy, education should be a little bit more sexy. Mm-hmm. So that it's not, you know, it's not, uh, we have to compete that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now, now that uh, you're financially able, what's next for you? I mean, Started young, you're ready. Um, I think yung knowledge, you knowledge, the experience yeah. that I had, the the knowledge that I'm learning from you guys, from the mentors. I have this mission now to actually pass this on to other millennials or even to even the, young, the younger ones, yes, the Gen Zs. Yeah, for there will be a time. Iko naman yung matanda, no? not okay, me. Then. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> all right, so again, yeah, so before we, uh, this is a wonderful conversation, and this is pretty common. No? These are the kind of conversations that we have. Uh-huh. Uh, it's nice that um, Rappler and Sap, um, Sun Life, Life. asked us to do this. No, um, just for transparency, I'm not from Sun Life, but I do have. A, I do. I like what they're doing, trying to bring financial education in the more mainstream. And so, but Garrett is, and just to go to no last piece of advice from me. Ako muna. Go na lang. Ikaw ako lang eh. <laughs> <laughs> Sige, ako ang advice ko for all the millennials out there is to be intentional and actually fixing and being responsible in your personal finance um, it doesn't have to be that boring and i've learned i've learned throughout hindi naman hindi man sobrang tagal no but i've learned that when you actually be responsible in in your personal finance it doesn't mean that you're sacrificing your today you could yeah. actually you enjoy yes you could actually enjoy you could strike a balance between now and preparing for the future and if you're if you wanna follow us i have a I have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I have a website, www.randallchongson.com. Um, you know, we're all over. And Garrett, you're also, I think you're more into into the internet than I am. Yes, you could follow us at The Bright Millennial on Facebook and Instagram. And we also have a website, www.thebrightmillennial.com. All right. Thank you, Garrett. All right. Thank you, Sir Randall.